0: Far out in the uncharted backwaters of the unfashionable end of the western spiral arm of the galaxy lies a small, unregarded yellow sun. Orbiting this at a distance of roughly 92 million miles is an utterly insignificant little blue-green planet whose ape-descended life forms are so amazingly primitive that two of them think doing a podcast called Digital Watches are a pretty neat idea is a pretty neat idea. They are Jeff and Brian. Hello, this is Jeff, and I'm with my friend Brian, and this is our last-minute bonus episode. Hey everyone, this is Jeff. This is something that Brian and I recorded almost a year ago. It's a little bit different. Well, actually, it's a lot different. To get the full effect, you'll have to go to our YouTube channel, which is Digital Watches Are a Pretty Neat Idea, because we actually have page turning of the book that we're talking about while we're talking about it. I think you can get what you need out of the audio only, but for the full experience, jump on over to our YouTube page, check it out there. See you there. Hey, Brian. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jeff. How are you? Well, I'm feeling experimental. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can tell. <laughs> we are going to attempt to do a video podcast. Uh, so hopefully we can translate everything to the audio versions for everybody who's just doing audio. But we do have a YouTube channel. I did want to try to use that and utilize it. So we have the illustrated Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy from 1994. Not the 2021 version that came out for the 42nd anniversary, but back in 1994 they did in Britain uh, Illustrated Hitchhikers. So that's what we have here. I've not looked at it very much. What I have seen quite frankly horrified me. (laughs) So I wanted to have everybody experience it all at once. Well certainly the first impression I get is sparkly. It is definitely sparkly. Without moving it, you probably can't see how sparkly it is, but you can definitely tell that it is a reflective cover. Mm -hmm. And from a glance at the video, you can can even read it. Oh, good. So I'm going to open up the jacket to see what we have underneath. Oh, we have yellow. (laughs) Yellow is very important. Remember, Mm. we said yellow is important. And our favorite phrase, don't panic. Correct. Although it doesn't seem to be written in the, uh, you know, typical uh, font that they s- recommend, right? Uh, Correct. The uh, copy Bowl font. Yes, the, the font that they previously had not, not used here. So let's see what we have in the next. Oh, well, of course it's going to that. All right. Oh, no. Ooh, <laughs> what a very sad and depressed robot we have here wearing lifts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I we have to believe that's Marvin. Uh, if you can't tell, it looks like he does have a bow tie. Uh, this page just seems to have the far-out text. And from a quick glance, does it look like it's all there? Yeah. So, this might actually be a complete text version of the book with the, the photo illustrations. So let's, let's see what we have. Actually, that looks like an introduction to the book. It doesn't actually look like the text of the book. because down here at the bottom. It's talking about the, the story of this terrible... Oh, yeah, book. that is in the book. Oh, you're right. Oh, yes. Look at this. Here we go. We've got portraits of Trillian, Ford Prefect, Arthur Dent, Zephon Beeblebrox, and Marvin, and they've decided that it would be a good idea to distort all their faces. <laughs> I'm not really sure what they're going for there, except maybe they're going through a wormhole or something. That that (laughs) might be. Alright, introductory page. So, I guess they've got a good uh, thing with Arthur shaving, seeing the bulldozer in the mirror, so I'd say that's a pretty good representation of what he has described in the book. All mm-hmm. right. And a oh, slate it's... down there with a forty-two, the forty-second take or so. It yeah. Doesn't even look like the same Arthur from the other picture, but. <laughs> well, it's hard to tell how distorted yeah. that other one was. All right. So yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but I'm gonna just assume that it is the text it is does appear to be when i glance through it well this is actually very good i actually like this picture of the bottom of a locked filing cabinet that appears to be in a disused lavatory which is going to have the demolition orders <laughs> for. interesting though that they actually have mice in here two yes, white mice two white mice <laughs> This may be how they found out about the destruction of the Earth. Oh, could be. Because the white mice were in the disused lavatory. Yep. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) There's a face. (laughs) Oh, that must be Mr. Prosser with his uh, fur hat.
1: Yes. And and
0: his Genghis Khan... uh... Heritage behind him. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, so... Yeah, I've seen enough of him. (laughs) All right. Oh wow, just text. What the heck What the heck is this supposed to be representing? Uh gold brick. So that's gotta be the pangalactic gargle blaster. So some but with a slice of lemon. Yep, I guess so. Yeah. So this might just be where a depiction of the effects of the pangalactic mm-hmm. gargle blaster. And the large text on top is about Alcohol and its effect on certain carbon-based life forms, but yeah, a little, little confusing. All right. Now here we've got. I guess that's a ravenous bug bladder beast thing over here on the right. I would imagine that is. Oh, these are uses for a towel. Uses for the towel. Yeah. there we go. That's right. Make a tent, wrap yourself to keep warm, cover your head to for the ravenous bug bladder beast, I guess laying on the beach mm-hmm. in the sand. The sandragynous seas, and oh, those sand sandragynous fish. <laughs> <gasps> oh. Here's a yellow page! With Vogon's really big, so that's... Uh... All right. Um, I'm not sure if that is the method by which they're going to get up into the Volgon ship, or if that is the method by which the Vogon ships are going to destroy the Earth, but there seems to be a tube. Yeah. It does. It looks, well, it like, looks like they're sucking it up, so vacuuming. So, yep. yeah, possibly. Right, and then there's Ford, but his. It's interesting because um, not that we've talked about anything about his satchel or anything, but in this particular picture, it looks like it's silver, which is kind of odd. Yes, it might just be reflection from bad lighting. <laughs> maybe, maybe. All right, and then there we go. And the Volga ship does appear to be yellow. Oh, here we go. <laughs> wow, that's an interesting picture, or interesting concept for a he, Vogon. He does not look frightening. He looks like a bath toy. Yes, but he does have the, the more of a froggy look, which is sort of the way they describe it in there, in the book, you know, what his evolution was. So that that kind of, part of it feels okay, at least the the legs and the face, but weird, you know, it just doesn't seem right. Yes, and there's a couple different views. One is the Vogon ship shooting a beam, and it does look like the Earth being destroyed by the beam. And I'm not sure what the hand is there that is writing something. Maybe it's signing the uh, declaration or something? I don't know. Uh, Could be. (laughs) Oh, oh boy! Well, look at this. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll guess that that is Zaphod. I guess, but I can't really tell where he is. Three arms, two heads. Looks like he's got some sort of. Uh, well, maybe that's when he's uh, at the at the Heart of Gold ceremonies or something. Those that sash. could be. It looks like from behind him. Oh, I, those are probably like, I think those are like the Tri-D cameras or something that are photographing him. Because if you look at the top right one, yeah. you can see an image of So yeah, he's on uh, Damagren. Yep. So yeah, there we go. That's fun with an early version of Photoshop, I'm guessing. All right. Hmm. Now we have to guess there is a car, an automobile... <laughs> A creature with a funny. Hat. Oh yeah, those are the teasers. Oh, a teaser! Explaining <laughs> what the teaser is, making meep, meep noises, <laughs> wearing antennae. Well, I can't even see if he is there. Oh, yes, they, oh I yeah, oh guess he is. He's but got... they look—they want like literal antenna. They <laughs> yes. like an old TV. That is <laughs> 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 okay. Oh my gosh. Well, this then must be a Babelfish. Wow, they made it look huge. Yes, that's got to go in his ear. So That's going to be a bit of a trick there. Yes. Now he's actually consulting the guide, I assume. And he's looked up what it says about the earth, and it just says harmless. Now, again, for the for the book, they want to make you know real clearly what he's saying or seeing and harmless, but in the story he didn't even realize Earth had an entry because it was so small and tiny. Right. So exactly. taking some liberties, I guess, because it's photo book. And does that look like the cover? I guess that's supposed to be the cover, yep. Okay. Vogan <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Full gun. laughs> poetry. So yes. I guess that's what happens to you when you are read... Bogan poetry. <laughs> Strapped into the chairs with all kinds of wires yes. coming out. And in that lighting, in that place, he looks more menacing than he did well, in right, the previous... in this particular picture he has wings. Yes, or that could be his chair. I guess it could be. I have no idea. Oh, gosh. And... Uh... Oh, this is the evolution, I guess, possibly? I I don't know. I yeah, I mean obviously there's looks like a mother and a child, but I'm not sure what's going on here exactly. So Vogon, baby. Hmm. I I'm not really sure. Make your draw your own conclusions. Well, there's a scuttling crab there at the bottom. Uh-huh. <laughs> And he's got a gun. Oh, you know, yeah, you know what, that's his, that's the guard's mother talking to him about what kind of a job he Oh, yeah, kind of that's, like. yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. All um, right. So, we got beer and peanuts, which we know is all about leaving the earth. At least the one side looks like a peanut. I'm not sure what's on over here on this right side yeah so looking at the top it looks like in great britain that's what they do but down in south africa yeah i guess that's that's i'm not sure what's going on here i again so they're doing a really good job (laughs) <laughs> of depicting depicting the book. Oh, okay. So, so now this is the effects of the impro- infinite improbability drive once they've been rescued, right? The party balloons of course go off, the lightly fried eggs are coming down. Um the sea the, is perfectly still and, and the buildings are washing up and down, right? You know, so for does not appear to be a penguin and Arthur does not appear to have longer arms, so... Not yet, anyway. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, hmm. uh, I'm not sure what to think of this picture. A giant pedophore lolloped off in the distance. Guess that must be what it's trying to do but who knows it looks like orange juice I know it looks like poured. orange juice being poured on something <laughs> <laughs> of course put any kind of a button or a string that says do not press or pull and somebody's it will be gonna pressed. push it yep. <laughs> Oh, and now I guess this is our introduction to Marvin. He certainly doesn't look like anything they've represented in either the TV shows or the movies. Oh, and he's pigeon-toed. So. Yes, a knock-kneed. Yes. Uh, weird. There's Trillian. Yes. And Zaphod, and there appears to be no real gravity on the Heart of Gold. Although Zaphod's boots are firing off rockets. Oh, maybe that's it. Okay. Yeah, it's it's weird. That's strange. And now I think this is where Trillian is explaining that she's got to go somewhere because she's recognized Arthur and he's recognized Ford. Hmm. Well, that's really not the best Trillian that I think I've ever seen... I don't even think it's a good picture of this poor model yeah, yeah. who's, who's super, being sure trillion Super impressed by that. Put that one right on the top of the Yeah. Can you make it any bigger? <laughs> oh. Of course, we're a little biased being photographers ourselves. Yes. Then the mice... Just one of them, though. I don't know if that's Frankie or Benji. But, you know, they came on the Heart of Gold with Trillian. So right. those are her mice. And this is... Got to be Magrathea. Yeah. Two sons. Two sons. And what they represent as the Heart of Gold ship. This would be Dawn. Yes.
1: <laughs> Dawn on Magrathea. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know if you've been listening to our podcast, there's been some discussion about what day it is. <laughs> In the book, they actually do clarify. They when when uh, Can we say that now? Sure, yeah. In the book, they actually do clarify that um, once they're all on the ship, all of them go to bed. Okay. And some of them wake up early, some of them stay up all night, but the next morning is when they get to Magrithia, which is actually on Friday. Okay. Well, Friday for the relative term. Right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, oh... An entire page of text can be illustrated... Uh-oh, we have a centerfold. Oh, my gosh. Can they even see this out here? Quite well, out here? there's there's nothing really to worry about on the outer pages, so yeah. don't don't be overly... We'll, what I'll do is I can go this way here, so you can kind of get an idea that there's just the chair, and then there's the screen. We've seen both of those. Mm-hmm. From the on the right picture. is the chair Trillian was sitting in it with all the monitors, and Zaphod was on the left here floating with his boots. I guess that in the middle represents the uh, impossibility or improbability drive unit. Yes, I would imagine, you know. yes. Oh, very different. Yes. Again, I think it's and all. These are the these are the n- missiles, n- nuclear missiles. I wonder what's next. <laughs> oh no! Oh. oh, they went. They went right to it. <laughs> right. To it. Yes. There was no wondering for this whale. He is. Only part of a whale. He's a whale tail. There you go. Where are the petunias? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see They never mention it when they get to the planet, no. so I'm sure it's not something they brought in here. That's right. uh, Marvin and Arthur at the end of a hallway and Magrathia. Yeah, that's probably looking back from Zephyr, trillion and Ford as they left them outside. Right. Please don't be Slardy Barfast. <laughs> I'm afraid he is. <laughs> oh. oh. look, the biro the Byro the biro. being represented here. They're talking about the biro planet. I guess yeah, if you look Oh no no no, that's not Slardy Barfast. That's uh the guy who wrote the book. The Bujigig? Yes. Okay. Because he's the chauffeur for the the biro Biros, family, That's right. right, good. Right. Okay. Exactly. And that's the Biro Planet, you know, where they <laughs> can get on their Biro trains and stay in their biro hotels and live the equivalent of the biro good life. Well, that that is pretty good. I like that page. Ah, there we go. There's Slardy. Again, I'm sure he is not pleased with his picture, but he is more Slardy Bartfast than than the chauffeur was. And then that must be his air car. Air car. Yep. Interesting. All right. Yep, there's his name. His signature etched into the side of a fjord. Oh, and then the screaming heebie-jeebies. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> no, Not the the early 60s sitcom. Oh, yes. I know I know nothing of the early 60s sitcoms you talk about. <laughs> but when I see the mice, there's ma- the mice down on the left. <laughs> makes me want to jump on a <laughs> table. <laughs> uh, uh, Mega Donkey. That's, there's part of them here. <laughs> oh, talk that, 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 that's Deep Thought. Talk. Only Deep Thought <laughs> could uh, uh, talk t- all four legs. Well, actually, what? Start over. Okay. So Deep Thought mentions a previous computer that could talk the legs off a mega donkey, but Deep Thought is the only one who could convince him to go for a walk, walk afterwards. Yes. Or a slide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you call a donkey with no no legs? Well, hey, you can't put a setup like that without having a punchline. So I do the have end a of the show. Lines. Okay, what is it? What do you call a donkey with no legs? Cigarette. Because every time you take him out, you have to take him for a drag. Okay, there you go. I said that badly, but hey, that's the joke. <laughs> All right, and after that joke, it was a <laughs> long time before anyone spoke i wish i hadn't said that <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm wondering if this is like a planet catalog oh yeah that's what it would be sure because yeah got the earth down here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all the different colors it could be there's trillion again and zephod. zephod ford in the middle yeah they're supposed to be having a sumptuous meal but they' are I don't think they got there yet. Maybe not. Okay. Might have to start holding down that. Sorry, I will. Oh, nothing. Nothing. Oh, geez. That's an interesting way to represent that. That's the microscopic fleet. And that's a standard poodle. Yes, not a small dog at all. <laughs> and that certainly doesn't look microscopic no. coming in from all directions. No, that looks like it would actually hurt yes, the dog very pretty much. So. Pretty much. <laughs> all right. Saxons are sounding, so at least it's orange for that. Oh, here they are at the meal. No, wait a minute. No, now where the heck are they at the restaurant? Yeah, I guess they're representing the restaurant here. Isn't it? I would imagine, but I don't recognize anybody. I know. Oh, no, no, no. This is Shooty and Bang Bang, the cops, at the C D Space Ranger bar, bar, complaining to their girlfriends (laughs) about the job. Okay. (laughs) That's what it's got to be. But there's Shooty and there's Bang Bang right there. All right. And the funny thing is, we we don't learn their names. The only reason we know their names is because that's what they're listed in the script. In the script, in the, script, when you, when in the TV the credits. Yeah, in the credits. All right, this is probably the best button to press. That must be the computer console they're hiding behind. That, that could be. No, 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 that's the... Oh, no, 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 in the book... And we haven't talked about the book. This is Well, we will have by this point. Oh, okay. Um, in the book... This, they get back into Slarty's air car, and that's how they go back to the Heart of Gold. And the only way they know to drive it is because there's a note ah. from Slarty about what button to push. Okay. All right, so hold this. And then who's that guy? That's Ford. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Ford. Okay, that's Ford with the satchel. And Zafin. Over it- on the left. Zaphat is taking advantage of having his third, third arm. arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Marvin being miserable. And then they're off. And that's, that's the, the way end. it ends in the first book. The end. And Here's Marvin, Marvin again. Marvin facing the other way. And don't panic. More yellow... The picture of Douglas Adams on the back cover. All right. Well, that wasn't nearly as horrifying as I expected <laughs> from my first couple of glances. Yes, there were some images that were just mm-hmm. disturbing. Yes. They do a fair job, I think, of depicting some of it, mm-hmm. but a lot of it, I don't know why they decided to do what they've done, mm-hmm. especially the ones when you're looking at it and it isn't immediately recognizable. Right. If you're going to do a book, it's got to be all the, you're going to know what it is immediately, not the the deep cut. (laughs) Yes, there you go. There you go. All right, well, thank you for watching slash listening to this performance if you're just listening to it. We really didn't do a whole lot in the explaining of what we were seeing because it was a little bit difficult, but this was the 1994 Uh, illustrated Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy it's a larger book it's 15 inches by 10 inches it's a large oversized book Uh, look for it add it to your collection so I think we're about done right I think so all right say goodbye Brian goodbye thank you for listening to digital watches are a pretty neat idea look for us the first Thursday of every month For a full episode, we will also release a bonus episode later in the month. A very special thanks goes out to Luke, Max, Greg, and Tim Lesnick for arranging and performing our opening theme. We would also like to thank our talented friends and family for their voice work on our introductions and commercials. Visit our website at digitalwatchesareaprettyneatidea.buzzsprout.com where you can find links to all my Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy-inspired t-shirt designs. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube as Digital Watches Are a Pretty Neat Idea, on Instagram as Watches Idea Podcast, and on Twitter at Watches Idea. If you'd like to contact us, our email is digitalwatchespodcast at gmail.com. This has been a Fruits for Thought production.